Yo, yo, yo. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries. Nick Ely. Yeah. Terrence Smith is not with us today. He's not feeling well. We hope you get to feeling better, T, and uh, get back with us here on the Great Debate Show. We're going to do the best we can to keep it moving without you. Um, but, yeah, uh, get well soon, man. Uh, all right, so, Nick, we got so much to talk about here on the Great Debate Show. I mean, so, so much to talk about. Um, we're going to open this show up. Uh, bang, bang, Niner game. Niners get another win. Uh, pitch a shutout on Sunday against the uh, New Orleans Saints. And uh, an, uh, for the fourth straight game, a second-half shutout for the 49ers. Uh, they've got the Dolphins coming into town next week, so they're going to have to score more than 13 points, though. Jawan Jennings playing good football for the 49ers. He's saying we don't need no damn OBJ. Uh, if you watch 49er games, you will see what I mean. Uh, Jawan Jennings, the third quarter, the third wide receiver in San Francisco. Fly, Eagles fly. They're still doing their thing. They get another win on Sunday, a convincing one. Jalen Hurts, I mean on Monday. No, Sunday, I'm sorry, Sunday night. Uh, Jalen Hurts looking phenomenal. I'm sure Nick has plenty to say about that. We're going to discuss that in a minute. And I have my take on Jalen Hurts too as well. Very impressed, and I'm not easily impressed at all. So look out for that one. Um, Gardner Johnson, somebody that they lost though. That's somebody I'm sure Nick would like to talk about. We got the Seahawks and the the Raiders. What a game they had! A 86 yard walk off touchdown from Josh Jacobs. It was just a good Sunday of football. We had a pretty good slate of games. We got to come back to Russell Wilson also, ladies and gentlemen. Russell Wilson, Terrence Smith, our co-host on the Great Debate Show, said that he thinks Russell Wilson. Could possibly. He didn't say he was, but he said it's possible. He's just asking, could he be a system quarterback? And looking at it now, and we also said that every time Seattle wins and Denver loses, we're going to think that Terrence is right. Well, Seattle didn't win on Sunday, but neither did Denver. And Seattle has won way more games than Denver has. So we got to talk about that. What's up with Russell Wilson? We can't just say or act as if this, this is not on him. We just can't do that because – a lot of this is on Russell Wilson. So, so much more to talk about um, here on the Great Debate Show. And also, what's up with that guy, man, uh, SGA? That's uh, Gilgis Alexander over there in OKC. Because he plays for OKC, I just don't think he gets talked about enough. Nick tells me that I'm wrong. He is getting talked about. But I don't see it. So, I figure we would talk about him, too, uh, here on the Great Debate Show. So, all of that and more. Let's get this thing started because we've got a lot to cover. Uh, let's get it popping right now, Nick. Um, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Man, it's all good, Jay. It's all good. That's good, man. That's what's up. That was up. Okay, man. So look, uh, the Monday Night Football game. There's not really nothing to talk about. That game, I'm sure people didn't even want it to be on, but it did turn out to be a pretty good game. It came down to the final play, but the Colts lost. The Steelers won. I had the Steelers winning that game, and they did pull it off. They are now 4-7, and seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Indianapolis Colts, I think, have now fallen to 4-6-1 and six and one, or no, 3-7-1. and, seven and one. Pittsburgh's 4-7. and seven, uh, India's 4-7-1. and 4-7-1. Okay, they do have four wins, though. Yeah. So uh, they've got a very small percent a small percentage of a chance to make the, the postseason, the Colts, I mean. Uh, the, the Steelers as well, but we'll see. 
But uh, the AFC, Deshaun Watson is coming back also for Sunday. Uh, this Sunday he'll be back uh, uh, going to Houston to play the Houston Texans. He is he is he has completed his suspension. It is officially over, and we get to see Deshaun Watson play in the NFL again. Didn't know we were going to see that, to be honest with you. At 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 some uh, at, at one point we did a lot of shows covering him and his 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 legal troubles and all of those things, and we didn't really know. And Terrence, for sure, didn't think he would play again. Unless something dramatic happens between now and Sunday, he's going to be playing and starting his first NFL game since, what, the 2020 season? The end of 2020 season, I believe. Uh, so, uh, I think that's correct. Yeah. So let's get it started right now. We'll start off since we're skipping Monday night. The Steelers won. That's it. Congratulations to the Steelers. Uh, Sunday night football, the Eagles and the Packers. Nick? Give us your take on that game. I've got a lot to say about Jalen Hurts, but give me your take on the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Green Bay Packers. What what happened and why? Uh, at first, it looked like the Eagles were going to come out and stump the Green Bay Packers. And then it looked like, you know, the Green Bay Packers said, you got me effed up, hold up. And, you know, they fought back and they came back and they answered quickly, responded quickly. From 13 nothing to 14-13 or 14-14, however way that went. And then it went back and forth. And then next thing you know, it was 20-20. And I'm like, oh, my damn, we got a game here in in Philly tonight. Aaron Rodgers is back. And then he got hurt, and then he left the game. And, you know, and then the Eagles just – they just continued to fly away. So, Nick, give me your take on the Eagles and Packers and, you know, what to expect now that you're about to get your boy – uh, Jordan Davis back. Yeah, so I mean, for me, it wasn't. Uh, you know, I would I would probably grade this as a B plus ish level game. B plus, maybe may a probably B plus B plus level game for this one. Uh, the reason I would say that is because uh, you know we gave up a lot of points to the Packers, um, and so you know, but we also did a very good job of, of at least slowing down the running game. Uh, so if you're gonna tell me that hey, Aaron Rodgers had a Aaron Rodgers ish level game. Uh, or at least something close to it for a while before obviously he got injured. Um, you know, you tell me he had that, and that's what caused him to be able to score as many points as they did. All right, you know, even with the you know the lower level of receivers that he's got compared to you know obviously having Devontae Adams last year, whatever else, if that's what gets us, uh, you know, at least, at least makes it a, a competitive game. I can live with that. Um, not to mention, you know, it also got gave us a chance to really showcase our offense and how dynamic we can be while still really getting most of the work done on the ground. Um, and that was that was really the most impressive thing. You know, now, you know, the way we ran the ball, uh, particularly Jalen Hurts, you know, he took over. He, he basically made his imprint on that game from the first quarter to get 100 yards rushing in the first quarter. Uh, ended up with 100, I think a little over 150, and passed for around 150. So you get 300 yards from your quarterback uh, and half of them through the, you know, through their half on the ground. I don't think that's something that, you know, that really almost any other quarterback not named Lamar Jackson uh, could really give you in the game right now. So, uh, I'm told I'd give us a B plus, uh, for this one for sure. Uh, was very happy with it and definitely looking forward to getting Jordan Davis back. Um, I'm praying that it's going to be this week because we do have, uh, the Titans and Derrick Henry coming up. Yeah. And that's going to be, uh, an interesting game because I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you this, uh, Nick, I, this, this game, I don't know. It's a little tricky for me, even though I know the Eagles are clearly the better team. But the reason why it's a little tricky for me is because we just saw Stephon Diggs in Buffalo host 
his former team, the Minnesota Vikings, just a few weeks ago. And Justin Jefferson, the guy who took his place in Minnesota, hell, he basically won the game for him. So Stephon Diggs got to see his former team come into his house and beat him. I won't be surprised if the same thing happens to A.J. Brown. Uh, I don't know. Uh, how could it happen? Well, Derrick Henry, he hasn't just had the best games as far as rushing yards and touchdowns go. Now he had one big 60, 70-yard reception uh, off of a screen on Sunday. But other than that, he did not, you know, do good on the ground. The Bengals were very good at stopping the run. Last week, you know, Derrick Henry wasn't that good on the ground either. So it's time. And I, I think he can definitely get his swagger back against the Eagles because if Jordan Davis doesn't return, Nick, y'all have been getting gashed up the middle. You know, so if, if you're still having problems with stopping the run, I won't be surprised if you have problems stopping Derrick Henry. And that could be, you know, the reason why you all lose this game. I know on paper it doesn't look like you should. I don't even think that, you know, the Titans are better than the Eagles. But on any, given sun, on any given Sunday, as they want us to believe what they say so much, they can definitely beat you. And I won't be surprised if the Titans do that. Traylon Burks, I expect him to have his best game of the season, probably, because he'll be in Philly looking at A.J. Brown saying, they don't need you anymore. He's going to look over to the sideline at A.J. Brown, and he's going to say, what the Titans need? He's going to hit him with that T.I., what did T.I. say on the paper trail back in the day? He said, what the game need with you when they got me? And I think that's what he's going to look over at A.J. Brown on the sideline and say, what do the Titans need you for when they got me, bro? I know this is over the top, and I know you think I'm just saying some crazy stuff just for clicks, but I, I actually do believe that this could happen. Just a theory of mine, I explain why. From what I saw happen earlier this season with Diggs and Jefferson, I won't be surprised if this A.J. Brown, Traylon Burks thing also kind of blows up and it's like, okay, Philly's going to be good. They're going to probably go to the Super Bowl. But the Titans are going to come in there and beat them. That's just my bold prediction of the week, and that's the reason why. But the Eagles are very dangerous, Nick. Jalen Hurts, I'm going to tell you right now, I know I have said on this show plenty of weeks that the Eagles are good, but they're not that good. They're not dangerous like my Niners. And I think my 49ers can go into Philly. I think they can go anywhere. On the you road. don't think we dangerous? I, well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't think it before Sunday night. No, I didn't. I didn't think you were dangerous. I thought that you were a really good football team that hasn't played a really good football team yet. Honestly, that's what I've been thinking. And I hadn't really wanted to say that out loud because I don't want to sound like that hater because I'm not hating on Philly. Um, it sounds like hate. No, no, seriously. Just, it's, just a little bit. I, I understand. I do. I understand. <laughs> but no, no hate at all. <laughs> I should be a little worried. But I haven't been. Now, I'm starting to sweat a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Because if Jalen Hurts starts to use his legs more as well, or you're just going to play man defense on me, huh? Or you're just going to turn your back. I bet. And he just took off every chance he got. Every time they were lined up playing man. And I'm like, dude, when are you going to change this? Who's the D.C. in Green Bay? Stop it. He's just going to just take what you give him. He had been doing that in the air more so running game more so screens short passes intermediate every now and then i'm gonna hit you over the top boom 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 bam wham bam thank you ma'am but it hasn't been a whole lot of i'm gonna michael vick your ass i'm going to you know just take off when i get ready and one read boom forget the progressions i'm gone if he does this as well he reminded everybody in the league last week this past sunday i mean he put the league on notice don't forget i'm a dual threat quarterback 
That's what I think he said. That was a statement that worries me. I'm not going to lie. That does bother me. We need all of our weapons back for Philadelphia if Jalen Hurts is going to do this. Now, because I don't see how you game plan for it. Yeah, he can have a bad game, and you hope that, and you come up with the best game plan you can to disrupt him and keep him safe. But even the spy couldn't do anything with him. He would just come up there and just run up, step up in the pocket, whoop, 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 and then he would put a move on him, and now the spy is shook. He didn't broke his ankles, and he's gone. It was dangerous. And, I mean, I know a lot of people think it was just it was just open field. Everybody was in man coverage. He took off. But that – that makes it even more dangerous to stop them now because it's like, how do you play them? Okay, I'm a zone. If I zone, okay, well, these guys know how to, you know, eat all of the zones up, all the zone coverage. They know where to sit in the zone. They know how to, you know, they're going to take advantage of everything underneath. If not, they're going to go over the top. They've got the weapons to do that, the speed to take the top off the defense. Then you got to watch out for Jalen Hurts taking off with his leg. Y'all are dangerous now. But I didn't know if Jalen Hurst was going to go all the way out and step outside the box and do that. But now he is. And, um, yeah, congratulations, Nick. You did everything that you should do. You've got, you got your quarterback weapons. You've got to see your quarterback with his full potential. He's reached that now. He's the best quarterback in your division already. Congrats. When you need somebody, somebody goes down, hey, let's go get uh, Linval Joseph. Hey, let's also go get Indomitian Sue. And, 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 and knowing that Jordan Davis is only going to be gone for three, four weeks, the Eagles are going all out. Shout out to Howie Roseman. I've said that before. The Eagles are going to be good. Now they're dangerous to me. To me, the Niners were the only dangerous team in the NFC. That's just my opinion. Before Sunday night, I thought it was just us. But I'm not going to lie. I got to admit, Nick, your Eagles are good. And I said all of that to say that I still think or won't be surprised if they get upset on Sunday. So I I'll just, say, I'll just say I'm glad you finally came over to the good side and understanding that you know if you're the only team in the league that has one loss, then that seems probably pretty good. So I'm, I'm glad you came <laughs> over to, to this side of things. Well, I mean, it's not that I've never you know been against you or thought that they're not really what their record says they are. It's just that I needed something a little more convincing, and you hadn't really beat anybody until you beat Dallas. And even then, I still wonder, well, who is Dallas, though? Are they really for real, though? Or who has... We beat Minnesota. I know, but I don't think Minnesota's real. I don't take them seriously either. So that's why I'm telling you, this is no shade. Who, who do you take seriously? The 49ers. <laughs> that's the only team in the league you take seriously. No, 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 no. In the NFC, at one, it's yeah, before Sunday, that's the only team that I really took serious. If we could stay healthy, I'm like, it's over with for these bums. It's over with. We're going to beat these guys. We're going to go and we're going to do exactly what Steve Young said we're going to do. You know, we're going to end people's seasons. I don't see anybody that scares me in our conference. But, again, I knew we would have to go to Philly. If we're going to go to the Super Bowl, we have to run through you all. But I figured it wasn't going to be that hard, that bad. But if he's going to run like this, if he's going to say, screw it, take the training wheels off and take off like that, it makes you all more dangerous because now – You've got a game plan for that too, and not as if Watkins and and Devontae and AJ and all of these guys and Miles Sanders as if that wasn't enough to prepare for, you know. So this is good. Now, where I will say that I still think we will beat you all is if you don't tighten up the run game, the run defense. And I know you said Jordan Davis is coming back, but if he wasn't coming back, you guys were in trouble. 
Now, can he come back and still be the same that he was before he got hurt? That's neither here nor there, but we'll see. That remains to be seen. If he, It's just an ankle. He'll be fine. Just an ankle? That's a big boy. He'll be all right. That's a big boy. That, that, that he is. He'll be all right. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying, that's the only flaw that I see. Because you're getting gashed right now in your run up the middle. And that's what we do best. Shanahan will Shanahan will make y'all say, hey, man, just let the clock run and we're going to leave. Well, we're so that's not what, what we was encouraging about Sunday night is that, you know, we, we did, I mean, they had like 100 yards rushing total as a team, uh, you know. And so, you know, we, we did a better job of kind of slowing it down. Um, you know, and especially getting backs like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, they, you know, that's that's not a small task. So, I, I, I'll take it. Did you, did you do a better job slowing them down? Did you? I mean, I mean, compared to getting up 140 to Damian Pierce and uh, who who ran over the next Somebody week? Somebody else had uh, a buck 50. Yeah. Huh? Somebody else had a buck 50. I can't remember. I can't remember who, but. Yeah. And then, and then, and then everybody for the commanders. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 After seeing those games and then seeing the Packers game. I'm okay. This is, this is a step in the right direction. Okay. All right. All right. The Philadelphia and, Eagles. And, and it's a whip. It's a well-timed step in the right direction with us playing Derrick Henry next week. I can't argue with that. They're gonna they're gonna need him for Sunday, but I don't know if he's coming back Sunday, Jordan Davis, for sure. Don't sound like Sariani is trying to rush him. Is uh he's is he gonna win head coach of the year? Ooh, I hadn't thought about coach of the year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, is there a better candidate? Is there is there some who who would be the candidate? It'd be him. Well, it it it. it, it the Vikings coach, um, Kevin O'Connell, I think he could go up for it too, but he's got more losses. He got one more loss, two more losses than you guys now, so it can't be him. Yeah. So with, you know, with, ar- with arguably arguably comparable talent, at least on one side of the ball. I would say I would I would say Brian Dable Dable if 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 Dable um and, and the Giants didn't kind of you know lose some of the games that we didn't expect them to lose. They lost to the Lions. Uh, you know, and then they came back and they also lost Thanksgiving to the to the Cowboys. I was looking for them to oh, split. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's, a, there's an obvious choice to this. Well, yeah, well, okay. so, yeah, really, really Brian Dable is, is a really a good one. And the other one is a guy that you mentioned in the opener, uh, which is Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah. Look how good the Seahawks have been. You know, they, they've lost a couple games now. Look how good they have been doing, considering what we thought they was going to be. Yeah, yeah, you got a point there. And if Terrence is right about him saying that you know, Russell Wilson could be a system quarterback, then that really goes to not only not this season alone what Pete Carroll has done, but his career in Seattle. You know, uh, forget yeah. what he forget what he did back in the day. He coached the Jets, I believe, the Patriots with the USC, and he rejuvenated himself and got back right and then came back and started over. And it's been much better the second time around in the NFL in Seattle. If he has a lot to do with Russell Wilson's success, LOB's success, and now Geno Smith's success, then damn, Pete Carroll is his legacy is a lot better than I thought it was, and so that's a good question. Now I don't think he'll win head coach of the year, but if you look at it from the way we're looking at it, how good Geno is playing, how good they're playing, and we thought they were tanking, and here they are. Before last week, they were leading the NFC West. So yeah, that's good stuff. I like that, Nick. I mean, it, I mean, it kind of depends on how they finish the season. I'm looking at their schedule now. They got to they got to go to the Rams this week. Then they got then they got Carolina coming to town. I can see them winning both of those games. Uh, then then y'all go to them. Y'all, I can see y'all beating them. Then they got to go to KC. I can see them losing that one. And then they got the Jets and the Rams to finish the season. Hmm. Huh. So they have two more losses, possibly three. 
definitely see four and two. Yeah, yeah, and that would that would that would, I, get, I, that would get them in the playoffs then, right? That would give them a ten and ten and seven record. Yep, that's the playoffs. Uh, yeah, that, that'll probably get that'll probably give them a wild card at least for sure. Yeah, I don't think they can win a division because I, th- I think y'all will probably end up with a little more than ten. Y'all got y'all seven and four now. If they get ten, I, I would say we're at least gonna be eleven and six. You know, I would say we're at least gonna I, be eleven and six. Yeah, I give y'all, I, I call y'all to lose to Miami this coming Sunday. Beat Tampa, beat Seattle, beat Washington, beat the beat the Raiders. Yeah, so I see y'all going probably five and one. Damn, we play Washington. Straight, so. We play Washington. Yeah, I got Washington. Uh, uh, week. What is that? What that would be? Sixteen. Yeah, week sixteen. Oh, I didn't know that. Let me guess. It's in DC. It is in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. Uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Okay, gotcha. Not that we're mm-hmm. really not that we're that good at home, but it just feels good to be on the three game home stand right now after coming from Mexico City. But we, 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 I don't know. We play better on the road though, so that's another reason why I'm ready for the playoffs because I like our chances on the road and I do it home. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, e- your Eagles are definitely dangerous, no doubt about it. My Niners, I think, are dangerous, uh, especially when Shanahan is just you know calling the plays right, you know, just letting it, just letting letting it rip. Uh, but uh, yeah, head coach of the year. That could go to Dabble in with the Giants, Brian Dable. It could go to Pete Carroll. It could go to Nick Sariani over there in Philadelphia. Those are all NFC guys, too, I'm naming. Um, is there an AFC coach that could go? Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely another obvious one we missed. Yeah. Hell yes. The Jets freaking going to the playoffs. I don't know when the last time the Jets have been to the playoffs. Was it Rex Ryan? Maybe like uh, oh, 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 09. I don't know if it's been that long. Oh, 09, 2010. Shh. I think they so. They have not been relevant for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, quite some time. So, yeah, uh, Robert Sala was another one. Forgot about him. Uh, we'll see how it goes, though, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, head coach of the year on the Great Debate Show. That was a good one there. Um, now, keeping the show moving, we talked about the Eagles. We talked about their win against the Packers and how dangerous – the ten and one Philadelphia Eagles are going to be and are right now. Um, moving on, the 49ers. They beat the uh, New Orleans Saints in San Francisco, uh, Santa Clara, thirteen to nothing. Now, there's not a lot to talk about in this game because it was a it was a it was a nasty kind of you know one of those defensive juggernaut games. You know this. Luckily, luckily for us, man, the, the Saints would bring everybody back. You know. Uh, on Sunday, like all, they had a lot of injuries, and just about everybody came back uh, on Sunday uh, for the New Orleans Saints, from Jarvis Landry on offense to you know uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the good corner, Marshawn Lattimore to Davenport to Cam Jordan. Everybody came back, and so like <laughs> they were playing. The Saints, me and Nick said that the Saints were probably going to win the NFC South. Because of how stout we knew that defense would be if they stayed healthy, if Michael Thomas played most of the damn year, if Jarvis Landry played most of the damn year, and we thought Jameis Winston would be their quarterback. So, anyway, I digress. We beat the Saints 13-0. It says a lot because, and I got a lot of coincidences, the 49ers just shut, shut out the Saints on Sunday. But don't you know the Saints have not been shut out 
That was the first shutout that they've had since 2001. And you you already know what team that was to shut them out. Because I just said coincidence. It was the San Francisco 49ers. They shut them out in 2001. Uh, the, the no- I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. What a coincidence. Let me give you another one real quick. The North Carolina Tar Heels in college basketball had a four-overtime game on Sunday. Uh, and um, they lost that four-game overtime uh, also to – I forgot who the hell they lost to. But either way, that four-overtime game was the first time that's happened for North – that was the first time that's happened since – Man, I think they said 1960-something. But anyway, the last team that was, that, that was in that four overtime was the North Carolina Tar Heels. And if I'm not mistaken, it was against the same damn team. What a coincidence. And there's, and there's, yeah, that is crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not done. I got one more. I just wish I could show this to the people. I wish I could let everybody see it. But uh, I saw this Sunday morning before the games and everything kicked off. This was crazy, too. Uh, one second, one second. It, it, it's about the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, uh, where was it at? Here we go. The Cincinnati Bengals, guys, threw 10 games the last two seasons. All right? In 2021, and this was before they kicked off their, their noon game because the, the Bengals are 7-4 and four now after beating the Tennessee Titans. But the win-loss record from in 2021 – through 10 games, the Bengals were 6-4. and four. Before Sunday's game, the Bengals in 2022 were also 6-4. and four. The Bengals averaged 26.5 points per game in 2021 through 10 games. Well, in 2022, they averaged 26.8. The points per game allowed 21.5 in 2021. In 2022, 21.5. The same thing. The passer rating. In 2021, 103.0. In 2022, 103.1. And the total touchdowns in 2021, 32. In 2022, 32. The Bengals looked the exact same damn way through 10 games this year as they did last year. And it's just too identical. The only thing that the only thing that doesn't match up yet is them advancing to the Super Bowl. But we hadn't got that far yet. Just thought I would throw that out there. Uh, these are some hell of a coincidences, though, I got to say. Um, Brett Favre asked to be dis- dismissed from Mississippi well for a lawsuit, and I just wanted to just throw that up and say, what the hell? Uh, but keeping it moving, I just wanted to just I, – I, yeah, I just wanted to talk about those upsets, man. I mean, those coincidences. But, uh, yeah, the Niners won 13 nothing over the Saints. They got that one out the way. They got the Dolphins coming into town. Mike McDaniel. That's somebody else who could be up for coach of the year. What am I thinking about? Forgot all about him. I, he's been my favorite coach so far. I've liked him better than my own damn coach for the most of this season, if you've been listening to us here at the Great Debate Show. Uh, Nick, what else we got, man? I mean, uh, the 49ers won, the Eagles won, the Niners are going to go to play the Dolphins next week. We've got, uh, we don't want to really talk about the Thanksgiving games. The Cowboys beat the Giants. That was a good game, pretty good game, but the Cowboys won it. The Cowboys are for real. The Giants, we know they're good enough, but we don't really think that they're going to scare anybody in the postseason if they make the postseason. Right now, the whole NFC East is in. 
but we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Jets, Mike White, they got to win. Oh, my God, Mike White. Um, I want to be, I want to be like Mike. Is it over with for Zach Wilson as a starter for the Jets? Is he ever going to be the starter again? Man, I can't, I can't. <sighs> Whew, that's a good one, man. You put me on the spot. I, I want to say no. Um, but um, ah, who knows? We can't say. I think Robert Salah definitely did a good job with coming out saying that we're not saying that this is it for him as a Jet. We're just saying that we need him to reevaluate, regroup, you know, get his mind right, get everything together, and we need the team to have his back and, you know, pull behind him, rally behind him before they can bring him back. Right now, the team, he's lost the team. And because of that, yeah, this could be it for him. But I just can't say it just yet because what if Mike White comes out and throws three picks next week and, you know, we see we see Zach Wilson come so, in in the third quarter. Right. So I, was about, I was about to ask you the opposite. What do you think the chances are that Mike White continues to ball out and then Zach basically never is able to – never to get the opportunity to get the team back? That, that can definitely happen. And I think that's what would have to happen, though, for Zach to be completely done in New York as a Jet. Uh, and, but it possibly could happen. It very well could happen. Look what Taylor Heineke is doing right now in Washington. It definitely can happen. You know, he put up 300 you know yards would, like it was nothing. You don't know, think they would look to draft a, draft a trade for somebody? Who? The Jets? The Jets, yeah. It just depends on how well he performs, Nick. To be honest with you, I mean, do you think – I mean, come on now. Are they going to turn down a, a phone call from Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers? Hell no. They're going to answer that phone. But, I mean, if nothing like that doesn't fall in their lap – you know, uh, and I don't even know how they can fall in your lap because that's a pretty, that's a pretty crazy contract. The worst potentially available quarterback they would answer, they would answer that call for. Say that again, Nick. Who's the worst potentially available quarterback they would answer answer that call for? The worst potential quarterback, huh? Well, Nick, damn. Uh, if you asked me this last month, I would have said Jimmy Garoppolo. But hell, then I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he would be the worst option right now. Uh, I don't know who's available. Maybe Jameis Winston, if he's available. He would be the worst available option, maybe, I guess. I don't know who I would, would You think they would answer that for Jameis Winston? I mean, again, it depends on how Mike White plays. If he if, if, if he looks average like he probably is, I, I mean, I would definitely pick up the phone and see you know, what we got to give up. I mean, you are. He can, he can sling it. We just don't want him slinging it to the other team more than to our own team. But... He can definitely get the ball. He can definitely get the ball where it needs to go. He can definitely get the ball down the field, um, you know. And and some of these guys like Elijah Moore, people who are asking for trades, they're they're seem to be happy now after one good Sunday with Mike White, you know. So everything is all good when they're winning. And of course, when the losses come back, then you know we'll somebody will look to start pointing fingers. We don't know how that'll go, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't know as far as the worst. But I think Aaron Rodgers will be at the top of that. Uh, Tom Brady, even though I'm sure he wouldn't go there yet, they're not ready for him though. Just he, Tom Brady has to step somewhere where like, okay, uh, are we winning the Super Bowl? We're not. Oh, okay, well I'm not coming. Uh, if we're not good enough to do that, but Aaron Rodgers, I would say Jimmy Garoppolo, I would say Jimmy Garoppolo would probably be number one on Robert Salah's list, just because you know of the 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 system and him knowing the playbook that they do in uh, New York for the Jets. And I don't know who falls down the line after that, after Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure. But let's see what Mike White does, though. Let's see what he does. I mean, he may be he may be fine. He may be fine. We'll see. All right. So, um, the Jets got the win, though, again. they they It was a very – I think didn't it turn into a blowout? I think, it, I think it ended up being a blowout. 
the Jets. The Jets game? Yeah. Wasn't that, didn't that turn out to a blowout or no? Uh, I'm going to answer that for no, you in just a second. Yeah, they, they beat Chicago 31-10. to 10. Yeah, that was a blowout. That's right. Okay, so, yeah, the Jets got the win. Good win for them. Justin Fields was not playing in that game, though. Let's want to want to make sure we say that. Um, because the, the Bears, as bad as their record looks, they are in every game damn near uh, until the fourth quarter. Sometimes even in the fourth quarter. Uh, let's see who just, else we just got. Just right in bad. Just record second four. No, I said the Bears. The Bears' record is oh, bad, the but they're in every. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought I already said Jets. Uh, uh, no, no, the Bears are you good? The Bears are in every game when Justin Fields is on the field. He just wasn't on the field uh, for Sunday, yeah. so I just wanted to point that out. Uh, let's see again. The Vikings won uh, against the Patriots on that Thanksgiving uh, game, the Thanksgiving primetime game from Thursday night. We didn't get to come back to recap those. Uh, the Cowboys again beat the beat the Giants. We also had. Uh, uh, the early game, the Bills beat the Detroit Lions, even though the Detroit Lions almost got that one. And I almost – that would have been one that I got right because I kind of went upset. I kind of went upset crazy on the Thursday games except for the last one. I got the Minnesota one right, but not the Detroit Lions or the New York Giants. So, the Vikings are still – they're back to their winning ways. The Bills, back to their winning ways. And uh, OBJ is in Buffalo right now as we speak, according to Von Miller, visiting the Buffalo Bills. Speaking of OBJ, because there's not already a lot to say about a lot of these games. The Raiders got to win again. They're starting to get on the roll, even though they're still, like, hanging on to dear life for playoff hopes. But they are starting to get some things gelling. They beat the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, We said before the Raiders would be all right if they ran the ball more. Where is Josh Jacobs? Well, he showed up on Sunday. That's for damn sure. Congratulations. Right on time. Right on time. Congratulations to the Raiders. Uh, Nick Chubb, congratulations to him going over 1,000 yards for the fourth consecutive year in the NFL. And I think he's only been in the league for four years. So uh, he's having a good career so far over there in yeah, Cleveland. He's been, he been longer than that. Really? Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb been in the league longer than that, right? I don't think so. Have Nick Chubb got a contract yet? He got drafted in the second round of 2018 in the fifth draft. There we go. Why does it feel like he? Why does it feel like he's been in the league longer than that? I have no idea, man. <laughs> I guess he's just Maybe been, it's just me. He, I, I guess that goes to say how good these guys are balling. Then, if you think that, if you feel like they've been around longer, I don't know. But yeah, I didn't think he had gotten a contract yet, or he, if he did, he just got it. So yeah, that sounds about right. So this is his fifth season. I said four. So I was off one. I didn't know if he got drafted in 18 or 19. But this is his fourth yeah, consecutive. Okay, but this is his fourth consecutive season with 1,000 yards. So that's mean he's been doing it ever since his yeah, rookie season. That's correct. Yes. Okay, so. And, it, and he's really on track for it to be his best season yet. So yeah. that's, this, is good, this is really good timing <laughs> for him to do that. You want to hear something wild? And I guess. What's that? I guess this is just like sometimes we just forget how good this dude is so we don't talk about it. These guys, Nick Chubb, Jordan, Jonathan Taylor, all of these guys just passed the 1,000-yard mark pretty much this past week or the week before, well, last week. But Derrick Henry has had two straight bad games, and he still leads the league in rushing. Um, That's just – I mean, I just thought I would bring that up. Like, what does that say? Like, he's still just jogging right now, and they still can't catch up to him. You know, like, he's, they're still not going to get to the finish line before him. And he's had two bad games back-to-back. They really shut it down uh, for the run. 
uh, for the running game right now in Tennessee. They got to come up with something else different and get that eighth night man out of the box. Uh, and well, the Bengals didn't even really have eight in the box, and they still was able to shut that down. Um, watch out for the Cincinnati Bengals too, because they are playing good football. Jamar Chase is on his way back. Also, maybe this Sunday, Joe Mixon was out. It didn't matter. Uh, I, I think Joe Mixon is supposed to be back this Sunday. It's just a concussion, so yeah, I'm sure he'll be back. But Jamar is coming back also. He could have played Sunday, they said, but he's definitely probably coming back this Sunday. The Bengals are starting to look dangerous again like they were doing when everybody was like, huh, watch out for this Joe Burrow and them. This Joe Burrow, it looks like he's ready. Jamar Chase, they got a connection going. Watch out. They're 7-4, and four, and they're starting to get healthy. Look out. Um, that's going to be something to see. The Bengals is the one team that kind of has the Chiefs number. You know, maybe that's the wrong, you know, maybe I'm using the wrong term of words, but they do good against Kansas City. They do. Kind of like the way the Titans do good against the Chiefs. It's just a matter of can they do good enough to get the win in January. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, what else is to say about them? They spanked the Rams eventually, even though the Rams was hanging in there with a third-string quarterback um, who didn't look bad. They just, you know, they wouldn't take the training wheels off. Uh, the Rams, another loss. They're like 3-8, and eight, and they're pretty bad. That's something that I got right. I said they'd be bad. The Vikings, I said they win the NFC North. Even though I've never took them seriously, I knew they would be good enough to win the North. I got that right. I said the Packers would be pretty bad. They are. The Rams are. It's those Chiefs that I got wrong. The Chiefs are 9-2, and two, I think. Uh, yes, 9-2. and two. Yeah. Um, There's nothing to say other than we just hope Patrick Mahomes don't make the Super Bowl. Just in case the Eagles or the Niners, one of our teams, make it. But anybody out there listening, I know, unless you're a Chiefs fan, you hope the Chiefs don't make it. And, yeah, I know some fans say, no, nah, I want to beat the best. Man, shut up. I don't want to hear that crap. I, I, you just want to win a Super Bowl. Tell the truth. You don't care if you have to go through Kansas City. You don't care if you have to go through um, the New York Jets. As long as you win a Super Bowl, right? As long as you win, absolutely. But I would definitely enjoy it more if I feel like we beat, you know, the the, the other best team you know, or the best team in the AFC as opposed to the team that just made it through because, you know, the best team had a good, had one of the better players get hurt or a bad, you know, bad referee call or something, you know, like, like when we won, it definitely, it definitely meant more than we beat the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I understand. I feel you on that. And you got your revenge. Hopefully we can do that too. But in 2019, I was asking for the same thing everybody else normally does. Yeah, give me the best. I don't mind. We'll beat the best. That way you can't say anything when we win that sixth Super Bowl. Yeah, I tried that and that shit didn't work. We lost. We didn't We didn't beat the best either. So, I mean, that's, that's just how – sometimes that's the way – if they're the best, you're not going to beat them. You have to be the best in order to beat the best. And I, I, I still got this theory in my head that we could beat the Chiefs this year because of the way they spanked us so bad. In uh, Levi Stadium earlier this season, I'm like, we haven't lost a game since that loss. And something tells me we may see them again when it matters the most. And if it does happen, I'm thinking the third time is the charm. We will beat them. But then again, I still got that Tom Brady in that 8-3 and three Super Bowl record cloud in my judgment also. Um, but I know Nick doesn't want to hear any of that because in his mind, the, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl and they're winning. You can't tell them anything different. And if you're watching the Eagles – how can you argue with them? 
Uh, what else can we move on to? Uh, so I pretty much have ran through all of the games that were important. The Dolphins are still rolling. They whooped the Texans' butt. And uh, what's new? They're coming to San Fran on Sunday. That's going to be a good one. Dolphins, Niners. Eagles, Titans. That's going to be another good one. What else we got? I got a question. Come on. What, what do you think about uh, Deshaun Watson's accusers coming to his game on Sunday? Ten, ten of them. Are you serious? You haven't seen that? No. Yeah, it's like ten of his accused supposed to be coming to the uh, coming to the game, and, and and this is for what? What are they? What are they looking to prove here? I guess it's I guess it's a protest essentially. Oh, oh wow! Or, or like an awareness thing so that people see them. They're gonna. I think I think the quote I think the quote was they wanted the people to know that they were still here and you know kind of just bringing awareness to you know reminding people of what um, you know he's accused of and and all of that. And they'll probably wear some shirts or something like they did with Kyrie. You know the, you know the the you know the a few the few fans front row that was kind of you know trolling uh, Kyrie with the anti-Semitic sh- uh, stuff. And um, hmm, I don't know. I'm sure they're gonna have some shirts or something saying something about no means no or <laughs> even though they didn't get raped. I don't know. They'll do something. But this is it doesn't surprise me once at all. However, I can recall Big Ben coming back playing football after his short shorter suspension and it was rape it was sexual assault uh which is still worse and i didn't see one protester i didn't see one of his accusers you know what i'm saying so this is crazy that's, man. that's a fair point yeah yeah but i'm not surprised that we will see this with deshaun watson not surprised at all he's gonna have to and this is the reason why somebody i agree with them i don't know if it was ryan clark or dan orlowski i think it was dan orlowski when he said that if I were him, I would get on the phone right now with Michael Vick and just talk to him and ask him, how do I bounce back from this? How do I, you know, in the public eye, how can I show, um, um, I don't know, my my deepest regrets or my apologies or how can I get them back on my good side? I guess I wouldn't say regrets if he didn't do anything wrong, which he's he's going to keep saying that. And, you know, in his mind, he probably and he probably didn't. I don't know. In the end, Dan Orlowski was on point when he said that he should talk to Vick. I don't know if he took that advice or not, but I hope he did because it's going to come in handy starting this Sunday, probably for the rest of his career. I don't know how long it's going to be before they let this go and forget about it. It took a while before they let Vic, you know, just – and Vic had to come out and ball out. He had to be under Andy Reid's wing. There's a lot of things that had to – he had to do a lot of community service, and he did jail time. I get it. But Deshaun Watson didn't did any of that, and he's got people – Wow. I'm not surprised at all, though. But that's good stuff. Glad you uh, was able to bring that up, Nick. Uh, no doubt. Uh, OBJ. Nick, can we talk about OBJ real quick, the plane ride? Let's talk about him. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what happened or what went down, but he was uh, on a, on a five-hour flight from Miami to L.A. And, um, well, he didn't, he didn't get there with American Airlines at that, on that flight because he was asked to get off the, the plane, but it was for – Health concerns. It was for health reasons. And uh, the reasons were that they thought it was a medical issue, a health issue or something that was wrong with OBJ. They said that, um, let me see, I want to make sure I say this right. Yeah, uh, no, that's not what I saw at all. That You didn't see that? I, I didn't see that it was a health thing. They threw him off the plane because they, they, the, the way they worded what I saw was almost as if they were trying to suggest that he was drunk or high or something. They said that. He had been unkind. He was going in and out of consciousness. Yeah. And they were trying to get him to put his seatbelt on. Yeah. And he wouldn't. And so they and he and he you know refused to. 
And so they kicked him off the plane. And his attorney subsequently put out a statement saying that he was just asleep and uh, and that the flight attendant was essentially being overzealous to because, you know, because of who because he recognized that he or she recognized who OBJ was. And so was trying to, you know, flex, basically. Yeah. Okay. The flight attendant. I heard the flight attendant yeah. was kind of yeah. Okay, flight, so yeah, the flight the flight attendant was trying to trying to flex some muscle basically, yeah. and uh, and and blew up a situation that was that shouldn't have been that big because essentially he was he actually was asleep, and so therefore that's why he didn't you know he didn't hear him tell him put the seatbelt on or whatever. Okay. All right. So this is what I got. OBJ was removed from a flight at Miami International Airport on Sunday. After police said the free agent wide receiver was in and out of consciousness, as you already, you know, uh, said, and refused to leave the airplane when asked. Beckham's attorney, Daniel Daviler, disputed that account, saying that, saying that his client had been sleeping, as you were just alluding to, and that the incident was the result of an overzealous flight attendant. According to the statement from the Miami-Dade uh, Police Department, officers were called to the airport for a medical emergency after the flight crew expressed concern that Beckham might be seriously ill. So that that they didn't know what was wrong. They thought maybe he was ill or something as, from what they were saying. And then, you know, the, the agent just said, no, no, it's nothing like that. Um, but, but the flight crew was concerned for a passenger as they tried to wake him to fasten his seatbelt. He appeared to be coming in and out of consciousness prior to their departure. And the police statement uh, said, fearing that Beckham was seriously ill and that his condition would worsen through the expected five-hour flight, the attendants called for the police and fire rescue. Upon the officer's arrival, the flight crew asked Mr. Beckham several times to exit the aircraft, which he refused. But mm, they got everybody to vacate a little bit later. Uh, so, Anyway, it didn't lead into anything much, but just something to just ask about, like, hey, was he really asleep? Was he really was it something going on with him? Did he did he did he did he get up did he get a hold of some of those um some of those um those edibles or something like that? Some bad edibles or what was going on, man? Was this was it was it really what the flight intended saying? Was it really what his agent is saying? What's going on? And is any of this gonna affect him from signing with anybody in the next week or so? No. Just like that. Damn, that was quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, he's yeah, visiting the bills right now. Interested in, o in Odell Beckham is not going to not sign him because he got kicked off an airplane. Right. Right. So, okay. Uh, unless he like beat it, like beat up a flight attendant or something. Yeah. That, okay. <laughs> okay. I got you on that one. Let's move on to another NFL player. Uh, this is not a free agent. He is a player. Terrence isn't here. We said that he's he's pretty ill right now. He can't be with us. And, uh, you know, this this little flu is getting everybody, man. But um, we're, we're, we're glad. We hope that he gets better. At first, Nick, you kind of thought that maybe it was another reason why he wasn't coming to the show. We You know, we weren't going to poke fun at him. But his Ravens lost. And we want to talk about that real quick. Even though I know I said I was done with the football, I don't have to talk long. The Ravens lost. Uh, a game that they shouldn't have lost in Jacksonville. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars won that game. And my, I guess the two things we can take away from this, well, three things for me, because I got something else to say. Trevor Lawrence, did we finally see Trevor Lawrence show us why he was the number one pick last year? Is, is he ready now? Has the light bulb came on? Has he arrived in the NFL with Doug Peterson, uh, you know, at the ham now as the head coach. 
and and still the Ravens shouldn't have lost their game. Why did the Ravens lose their game? And the Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson deleted a vulgar tweet. And I mean, I heard it was pretty vulgar. And nobody would show it again. He deleted it three hours later, so I didn't get to see it. I don't know what it said. Nobody, nobody's told me if they saw it either. But I heard, uh, I heard Greeny on Get Up uh, on ESPN uh, one morning. Oh, you didn't see that? No, I didn't see the actual tweet. No, I didn't. One second, I, I got you. Okay, all right. Yeah, keep talking. I'll let you know. Okay, when you got it. okay. So, so the tweet uh, again. Uh, Lamar Jackson deleted it. It was a uh, a vulgar tweet of him blasting a critic, and I think the critic said something like, uh, and, and this is not an end I quote, but he says something like, um, uh, uh, something about Lamar Jackson's contract. Instead of paying him, how about you just put that money on putting together a balanced, a decent team or something like that? And Lamar went in. I got it. You got it. Here we go. So, Twitter, Twitter user at Castle Will Kill said, oh. when someone is asking for over 250 mil guaranteed, like like at Lamar Jackson, games like this should not come to Justin Tucker. In other words, Justin Tucker missed a 67-yard field goal to try to win the game. Yeah. He said, let Lamar walk and spend that money on a well-rounded team. Lamar responded, boy, STFU, y'all be capping too much on this app. MF never smelt a football field, never did shit, but eat dick. Mm. Excuse my French time, listeners out there. Sorry, that's, that's what he said. That's what he said, I just we had to. We, what he said. I, well, I, I wanted to know what he said, and now, now we all know here at the Great Debate Show what he said. A lot of people probably don't know. I don't know, but I, I didn't. I didn't know. You got it? Good. Uh, so you said that's crazy. It was up for three hours. That's all the time the world needed to cap- capture that that tweet and hold on to it. Uh, oh, I think it's three minutes, bro. It, yeah, that's right. That's You're right. <laughs> three hours was way long enough there for them. Right. So what do you think about that, though? Like, Nick, was that the right or wrong thing for him to do? We're talking about a quarterback, an MVP quarterback. You know, and, you know, like the face of the franchise in Baltimore. Shit, he had done that. I'll give my take on the Ravens in a minute, but I want you to give me your take on the Ravens while they blew another close one. And, uh, you know, like, was this a good idea for Lamar? And is this going to hurt him getting that 250 meal guaranteed or whatever he's going to get? It's, it's not going to affect his money just because, hey, I, I think they are, you know, they already know who Lamar Jackson is and, and kind of how, you know, he get out of his personal life and, you know, just kind of his attitude towards things. I think the biggest, I think the funniest thing out of this situation is I'm willing to bet he probably thought he was on his burner and uh, was not. Mm. And so then the Lamar, the the response came out as Lamar Jackson as opposed to, you know, whatever his burner account may be. So that was that was kind of my thought on because I, I don't think he would have. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that he would have used his actual account to respond that way to somebody who, you know, I mean. It's not. It's not like it's a. It's not like it's a verified uh, NFL reporter or or analyst. It's some guy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so for that to be the guy that calls you to snap, actually on your own page, um, you know, I I think that was probably I would lean towards that being a mistake, an accident. Um, so I, I found that interesting. Uh, that being said, the Ravens have definitely made a bad habit of giving up leads and losing losing games late. Um, so as a as a unit, as a team that doesn't bode well for them uh, moving forward, you know, obviously trying to get into trying to stay in the playoffs and and uh, advance there. And then for Lamar, 
Um, you know, in a lot of those situations, it wasn't so much that, you know, they really needed him to score. It was the defense that, that ultimately kind of gave up the, the final blow, so to speak. Um, now that, you know, obviously, uh, I think there were a couple of games early on, particularly the Miami game comes to mind. I think I don't think they scored the entire fourth quarter or something like that. Um, and, you know, obviously Miami would have put up three or four touchdowns in the corner in the quarter. So, you know, as the quarterback, yes, it does hurt your kind of hurt your case um, when it comes to him trying to get his money when you got something like that on your resume. But uh, that being said, the Ravens really can't afford to not pay him um, because, you know, if not, who are you going to get, you know? Uh, for one, and for two, it's not like the guy isn't good. Uh, you haven't really done your due diligence and your part in putting anything around him. Yep. And I think if they're honest with themselves about that, then they'll go ahead and pay Lamar what he's worth and uh, and then do their job and, and get those guys to help him out. Gotcha. Okay, I just want to just point this out. The Miami Dolphins were down 14-35 to against Baltimore earlier this season in the fourth quarter with 12 12- 12 remaining in the game. I repeat, the Miami Dolphins were down 14 to 35 with 12 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. The Dolphins won that game. The Buffalo Bills were down 20 to 3 in Baltimore. And uh with 9 seconds left in the second quarter, 20 to 3. The Buffalo Bills won that game. Uh the Buffalo Bills were up 20 to 10 against the Giants with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. And the Ravens. The Ravens, I'm sorry, the Ravens were up 20 to 10 against the New York Giants with six minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. The Ravens lost that game. And then on Sunday, the Ravens were up 19 to 10 with five minutes and 59 seconds remaining in the game. They lost that game. The Jaguars won. That's four games this season that the Ravens lost that they shouldn't have lost. So right now, what I'm telling you is the Baltimore Ravens at 7-4 should be 11-0. They shouldn't have lost any of these games. All four of their losses, they shouldn't have lost them. And we're sitting up there talking about Lamar Jackson. Somebody's tweeting Lamar Jackson about his 250 mil guaranteed. No, what they should have been tweeting was, why in the fuck is John Harbaugh still the coach of this team? I've been saying this shit for a couple of years now. I'm sorry. Excuse me. But I'm sick of John Harbaugh. Like, what does he do? I ask this all the time. John Harbaugh is like the coaches of Dak Prescott's. What does he do? What does he do for you? <laughs> That's what I get from that, Nick. You hear me, Nickelodeon? What does he do? Like, he's, he's like really the Dak Prescott's of coaches. Like, I don't get anything from it but just a little bit of deodorant every time I start to smell something a little funky in here. But he doesn't take a shower. He doesn't use soap. He doesn't use any, any body wash or anything. You know, he's just trying to cover the funk up with cologne or deodorant. And that's not good. That doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for anybody. And that's what I get from Harbaugh as a head freaking coach. He was a special teams guy in Philadelphia. And he got a head coaching job. And he inherited a pretty decent defense. And he had Rex Ryan. And then he might have had Rob Ryan. And either way it goes, he always had a defense. He had Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and company. And they got a Super Bowl in 2012 out of that, right before it was over with. Before they ended, Flacco went on a run. He did do a good job by firing his OC. 
his offensive coordinator in the middle of the year and 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 brought J uh, Jim Caldwell into call plays for the rest of the season, and it worked out in their favor. They were the Super Bowl champions. Where his brother Jim Harbaugh that same season should have fired Greg Roman in the middle of the season, and he didn't. And that was the reason why he didn't win the Super Bowl against his brother, in my opinion, because him and Greg Roman, we heard all the rumors. Niner fans know they were arguing in the in the damn headset on what play to call, and Cap had to call a timeout when he had the touchdown that read option. And we would have never had to talk about the other three plays that Crabtree, you know, like for whatever reason, Cap kept going to him. But anyway, I digress. Harbaugh. He does have that one Super Bowl, a Super Bowl that he shouldn't have gotten in the first damn place. If 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 the Denver Broncos play the right damn defense in the secondary and don't let Jacoby Jones, you know, get that big-ass bomb in Denver in the playoffs at mile high, that shouldn't have happened. If 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 Aqib Tlaib doesn't go down and let Bolden just, just – just, just run over whoever the hell that was that replaced him in the AFC Championship, the Ravens shouldn't have even been in that damn Super Bowl. But that's neither here nor there. Harbaugh has one Super Bowl. Okay. Even that's been 10 damn years ago. What have you done for me lately? All four losses. 35-14 lead. Blew it. 20-3 lead against Buffalo. Blew it. 20-10 lead against the Giants. Blew it. 19-10. Four, five, six minutes left in these games. They blew it. Man, at some point, when we going to talk about the head coach? That's all I'm saying. Terrence is not here to talk about his team. Hopefully he'll say something whether they win or lose next week, and he'll still tell me what he thinks of that fourth meltdown for Baltimore. But in my opinion, why the hell is Harbaugh coming back? We were talking about some destinations for Sean Payton. How about Baltimore be one of them? They could use you, partner. Lamar could use you. That's neither here nor there. I'm done talking about it, but I just wanted to just say that about John Harbaugh. What the hell does he do? Seriously, why is he there? Why is he there? And hell, him and Marcus Peters is going at it every freaking Sunday on the sideline. Uh, what are we going to do about that? You know, Andy Reid got rid of his ass. Harbaugh, what are you going to do? But anyway, um, I think we're done with football now. But I almost forgot about Baltimore and that meltdown again that, that they had. So I wanted to just talk about that briefly. And um, there was something else that I wanted to ask. Oh, yeah. Before we get out of here, Nick, the top four – of college football playoffs change every week now. It's been changing more and more now because teams are losing. It's kind of wide open now, which is making it a little bit more interesting now that we've got the NIL and some of these guys, these young guys can go here, they can go there. Everybody doesn't have to take all their talents to Alabama, to Tuscaloosa, or to, you know, to, to Athens, Georgia. Everybody does Baton Rouge. These guys have options, and they're going some of everywhere. And they say that this quarterback in USC is the best player in football right now. And he's definitely a Heisman winner. They say you can give it to him right now. He's got that locked up. And then you've got Michigan. Speaking of Harbaugh's, Jim Harbaugh may be looking to get back into the NFL. He, he actually has a chance to be in Michigan for, his, for an entire lifetime. They've actually, I've heard that they've actually offered him a lifetime uh, coaching contract. You know, like, wow. And that was just like after a few years that he was there. And he hadn't even beat Ohio State yet. Well, for the past two years, he's beaten the brakes off of them. So I ask you, Nick, I know we don't talk a lot of college football, but that's about to change. Does, uh, does Jim Harbaugh have a chance at finally winning a big chip? A lot of people say he's not a good coach. He's overrated. When it comes to X's and O's, he's not this, he's not that. 
But one thing I can say about him, all he has done is win. Not the big one, but he wins. He turned around San Diego State. He turned around Stanford. He came to the 49ers and turned us around, left us, and, you know, went to college, and now Michigan, boom, they're a thing again. Michigan wasn't a thing for a while. We got to give him some flowers, but he does need a championship. Nick, can he do it? This Nobody's year. beating Georgia. Nobody? That's that's, that's kind of where his problem comes in, I think, in my opinion. I, I, had, uh, I haven't been as tuned into college football as I normally am, uh-huh. um, but, but the little bit of, of Georgia that I have seen and uh, the amount that, you know, that kind of I hear, you know, watching different shows and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see anybody beating Georgia. Um, you know, he, he, Michigan may have the best chance to give them the most competitive game. Uh, but I, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. Right. Uh, and I think Georgia's too strong, particularly in the trenches as they usually are. Yeah. Um, obviously they run the ball well. Um, and so I, I just, I, I don't see it. Um, you know, not to mention, I mean, I, I am a bit of an SEC homer. I will admit to that. But by the same token, the track record, uh, you know, track record kind of backs that up. Right. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to pull from Michigan the rest of the way. I was a hardball guy. I was. Even though I do question some of the things that he did, he didn't really have a big, you know, we didn't know what his true philosophy was, but the identity was pretty much we're going to run the football and we're going to play good defense. And he got everything out of his players every week. Now, I think people like Joe Staley admitted that they wanted to knock his ass off at times in practices. It was it was hell. But as Anquan Bolden said when Harbaugh left San Francisco, he was like, I mean, yeah, I know everybody kind of complains about, you know, you know, being pushed and all of that and, you know, working hard. But, I mean, you know, like, how hard is people going to work when nobody's here to push you? And he was basically saying that their next head coach was not going to do that. And, and he, did, he, did not, he did not do that. That was Jim Tom Sula. Nobody even knows who the hell that is probably. Um, and I like to forget about him in that season that we had after Harbaugh left. It was some bad years. And so for that, I, I would be happy to see Michigan win the national championship. Uh, it's Michigan, it's Ohio State. It is, I think TCU may still be in the top four. I'm not sure. Clemson's out of it and Georgia's still in it, of course. Nick says Georgia wins. It's, I it's, 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 it's Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC. Oh, USC has crawled into it now. Okay. Yeah, USC. USC's four, Ohio State's five, and Alabama's six. So Ohio State got bumped out of there. They were number two or three, right? Yeah, because Michigan loss? blew them out. Yeah, but damn. That's the, wasn't that their first loss, though? Uh, yeah, that was their first loss. Ouch. See, that's what I hate about this, the way they do it. Like, uh, Okay, I heard USC is balling. I heard they got a quarterback that's balling. I got to check him out, Nick. I don't know if you've seen him or not. But Keyshawn has been bragging. I got to see what Keyshawn hey, is Caleb doing. Caleb Williams, yeah. He's, he's, one, he's supposed to be the Heisman. They say he's going to win the Heisman. We got to check him out. I think that I've been missing it. I hope I you know, I need to see him because what I don't want to do is watch him in the NFL and just you know look at him like, oh, he, he, he doesn't look like a Heisman Trophy winner to me. There's plenty of Heisman yeah. Trophy winners that got to the NFL and didn't look like what they looked like in college. But I'm not sure if that's going to be Sam him or not. Bradford. Sam Badford. That's right. Oh, Sam Badford. I remember got a bag him. out of ass too. The thing about I will say too, the thing about the uh, the, the CFB now is that they're the the selection committee's directive is that they simply pick who what they believe are the four best teams. It's not and they're not looking at a at a computer. They're not going on a formula. They're not doing you know. It's who are the four best teams in college football? Period. And you know, so even if because a lot of people are complaining about how the rankings are coming out. 
uh, even you know even past the top four because the you know the head to heads kind of don't don't match up or you know kind of those like uh, they've got uh, Tennessee below Alabama but Tennessee beat Bama and they're both ten and two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like like for that like that like that's one of the examples. And so it's like you know why you know and now part of that obviously because of course their quarterback to his ACL and so his his season is over obviously. So if you if your if your question is who is the better team, Alabama's going to be the better team now because. Tennessee obviously is short, you know, short their starting quarterback. Um, to to an extent, I appreciate that the goal is to get the best teams. By the same token, I think it is very risky to do it that way because obviously you run the risk of different biases and, and votes really not there's not been a real objective criteria that you know selects you know selects teams. You know, and obviously people can have their own biases. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of over the years. I know that. That there's a if they, either they approved it or they're close to approving it to expand it to an eight or even a twelve team playoff, um, and so if that happens, uh, I, I think I think if you get a situation where you have somewhere between eight and twelve teams, you can't get the, you can't get the national champion wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think I think there I think if you got the top eight, ten, twelve teams um, in the playoff, then whichever team comes out of that was definitely the best team. Like like you're not gonna have a team that was ring 20th by the end of the year that you're going to look at and go, ah, oh, they might could have done it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I think once they expand, things will be a little bit better uh, and people accept a little bit more. Okay. All right, Nick. Well, I appreciate it, man. Good stuff. Uh, so a little college foot, a lot of college football analysis from here, from us here at the, at the great debate show. It's the good guys. Uh, the great debate show is available wherever you get your podcast, follow and download rate review. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you would like to hear us debate about more. Holler at us, man. Nick Ely. That's E L E Y on Facebook yep. and Jarvis Jeffries. That's me. That's the Jarvis Jeffries on Facebook or the great debate show. Go in and type that in in the search bar on Facebook, the great debate show and get in on some of the greatest debates that we have throughout the week on there as well um i've got reels and everything on tiktok at the kods uh the kods5 on on tiktok uh twitter king sip productions and the great debate show on on twitter as well just check us out man like we want to know what you want to talk about you know like ali or who ali or mayweather or tyson who's your goat in boxing you know, if that's what you want us to talk about, that's what we'll talk about. You know, if you really want us to do Will Smith versus Jamie Foxx, or if you want to debate that with us, because sometimes we agree with the same things at times. And when it comes to box office numbers, you may got us with Will, but we seem to think Jamie is the most talented person in Hollywood. And I think that too, we all do. And I'm even wanting to go further and say ever, you know, in Hollywood. So like, uh, but if somebody wants to call in and say, man, I dare you disrespect Will like that, man, give us a call. We're going to start taking calls as we start our live shows. Maybe, hopefully, on the next episode, when we get Terrence back in here 100%, we're going to do more live shows, and we're going to give people a chance to call in at 901-308-4916, where you can call in and say, hey, Nick, uh, I dare you you know, say that um, um, Sariana is going to win Coach of the Year. That may be a, you know, that may be a, what you call it? Uh, Jets fan saying that the man is going to be Robert Salah all day. I will say this about head coaches. Nick, if I were you, I would hope that your head coach in Philadelphia does not win head coach of the year. We're about to wrap it up, but I'm going to tell you why. Because 
they usually don't that usually doesn't go well for coaches that win head coach of the year. Like I don't know what the what the stats, the statistics are on that, but it doesn't usually go well unless it's Belichick winning head coach of the year. Vrabel was head coach of the year last year. They were one and done. I don't know who it was the year before that, but they probably were one and done. I remember the year Matt LaFleur got it. Uh, no, he wasn't one and done, but we beat the brakes off of their ass in the NFC Championship game. You know, they might as well have just went home after the first game. Because uh, it didn't even look like they were there to play that. We ran them, we ran them out, of the, out of the stadium. So, I'm just saying, though, whoever gets head coach of the year, don't expect for your team to do good behind that. And usually it's people like Nick Sariano who will win it because they've got the best record. They're going to finish with the best record, more than likely. Um, that's all I got. I will say this. Von Miller is going to be out Thursday. They say he's just going to miss one game, or he's hoping to only miss one game. Forgot to mention he uh, left the game on Thanksgiving against Detroit, didn't come back, and that's why Detroit almost tapped that ass. Uh, Detroit, man, I, I'm going to have to come back to this Jared Goff versus Matthew Stafford talk again. I know the Rams got their Super Bowl. But I almost feel like Colin Cowherd heard me because he came out, out of his way. Nobody asked it. I don't know why it came up, but he was just like, if anybody thinks that the, the Rams are, are are not are not feeling comfortable with, you know, getting Stafford or whatever, whatever, they won the Super Bowl. They're good. And I'm like, does this motherfucker talk to Terrence? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, did he hear the great debate show? Because Terrence said that, and he's right. However, golf is playing good. And he was just saying that the herd was basically saying, hey, just because, you know, like, I don't think they're regretting that right now just to get a win here or there. You know, okay, fine. They don't have to, but they're bad. And they're not getting enough wins this year. And this season is over. And it's going to be like that next season too, probably, if they don't fix whatever needs fixing. Because that window, it should. It's pretty much should. When you, when you, when you put all of that up, when you give all of that up, they probably won't even have a pick until the fourth or fifth round. That's how many draft picks they've given up, so – Golf is playing good football. Didn't get the win, but damn it, that would have been four straight if they had to beat Buffalo. But anyway, Von Miller only going to miss one game, he thinks, on Thursday, and Thursday the Bills play the Patriots. Who do you got, Nick, on Thursday night? Bills, Patriots. Uh, let's let's not make this one complicated. I'm taking the Bills. They're the better team. Yeah. Um, Bills win. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to make that complicated either. Yeah, the Bills – Probably will win that game. We forgot to talk about the Lakers blowing a 17-point lead. The Warriors just lost another road game against the Dallas Mavericks, 113-116. Uh, yeah, Luka Doncic went for 41 and 12 and 12. This is fifth career 40-point 40 uh, point triple-double. That boy is bad. Y'all was telling me this. That boy nasty. He's nasty, man. Damn. Seriously, Steph had like 32, but yeah, that ain't enough. Don't don't just have 40 and 12 and 12. Ugh. They beat them again. It was a close one, but Dallas won. That's another road loss for the Warriors. Whenever y'all ready to come back and holler at me about the Golden State Warriors, y'all please let me know, you and Terrence, because I've been trying to ask you all, how do you feel? How do you feel? React and relax. I know it's a long NBA season, but damn it. I don't know. They got to get back over. They got to get back to 500 first before we say there's nothing to worry about, you know, and they haven't done that yet, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, anyway, not a whole lot to talk about with basketball right now, though. We gave you plenty of football talk. We gave you who could be the coach of the year in the NFL. We talked about the Eagles. Who's really, who a threat to the Eagles? Who's the bigger threat? The Eagles or the 49ers? Uh, the Cowboys defense playing very good football. 
Uh, so, I mean, hey, it's up in the air. You know, AFC, Kansas City, still on the top of the mountain. And um, wouldn't it be something if Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs played his former Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl? Wouldn't that be something? And wouldn't it be even – wouldn't it be something if Andy Reid just spanked the Eagles and just tell all the Eagles fans who couldn't wait for him to get the hell out of Philly to apologize? No, 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 I'm gonna throw a pause on that. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> it was, it wasn't a situation where we were ready to run him up out of there. His, his time, he, he ran his course. You know, uh, that's, that's the case. At some point, it's gonna be either Bill Belichick's gonna retire, or it's gonna be time for him to go. Yeah, as, but at I, some point, mm-hmm. if he if he goes uh, 17 games now, so if he goes seven and ten, you know, three three years in a row. And it seems like, you know, he's kind of lost, you know, he, the players aren't, he's not really getting the same voice in the locker room, not having the same impact that he previously was. It'll be time for him to go. It'll be time for him to move on, even if he if he wants to still keep coaching at that point. Um, same with, you know, same thing happened to Mike Tomlin at some point. So, uh, so that, that, you know, and Andy is still, I think, very much loved in the city of Philadelphia. Um, and so, you know, obviously, if, if the Eagles were to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, he's going to be hated that day. Um, but you know, I, I don't. I don't think he's uh, he's villainizing or, or was ready to get put out of Philadelphia, so to speak. Okay, well, Nick, I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay, I, you're telling me something that I can believe. You're an Eagle. You should know. But I knew a couple of Eagles fans at the time when they fired Andy Reid or he resigned or they mutually agreed to part ways. However, where they ended it, I can remember him. Um, leaving, and they were saying he was going to sit out a whole year, and then he went to Kansas City instead immediately. And he didn't sit that year like McCarthy did. He just said, nah, I'm going right back at it, uh, which was crazy because he had just had – I think he had just lost his son, one of his sons or something. It was, he had a lot going on, and I just thought that he should have took a break, but he didn't. And Alex Smith was the quarterback for KC at the time, but, I mean, he's had the Chiefs in the playoffs like I think every year since he's been there. But I heard Eagles fans telling me, they were so happy that they finally got rid of Andy Reid. I said, what now? Because I had always been a big fan of Andy Reid, like always. Um, mm-hmm. I, I knew about Andy Reid, you know, of course, me being a little older than you guys. I've always knew Andy Reid, even from when he was a Packer. I knew him as, you know, like when he first got to Philadelphia, I was like, man, that Donovan McNabb dude, he's going to be all right under Andy Reid. Uh, and I watched just the way they was able to, somehow methodically get down the football field and score, have good drives, and sometimes even finish them off with touchdowns when Donovan McNabb had James Thrash and Todd Pinkston, Todd Pinkston or whatever his name was, as their quarterback. Like, it was bad. It was bad. Outside of Westbrook, no, Westbrook wasn't even there yet. It was bad. But they still found ways to win. And so I was like, wow, when 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 T.O. came, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like, wow, they just unlocked the, you know, they just got the code or something to your phone and they unlocked it. They cracked the code. They got in. And here we go. And then it was like, woo, I told y'all McNabb could throw that ball, man. It just he didn't have nobody to throw it to. I was always crazy about Andy Reid, but I say all that to say this. As good as I thought he was. I knew a few Eagles fans at that time that couldn't wait for him to go, and they blamed him for not winning more Super Bowls. They blamed him for losing three, four straight NFC championships uh, and then losing the Super Bowl when they finally did win the NFC championship. But look who they played. And then he, and they blamed him for never getting back. You know, but it was we like – We beat the Packers in the NFC championship, didn't we? Well, that was the fourth year. 
That but you had lost three straight previous to that, prior to that. Right. Yeah. So I mean they from what from what they were telling me, they just thought he couldn't win the big one. He was a regular season guy who was gonna win a lot of games, 10, 11, 12 wins every year, but he ain't gonna do nothing in the playoffs. And it did look like he would kind of, you know, like because look, even in Kansas City, remember the year that Marcus Mariota and the Titans went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs? Now, this was before Patrick Mahomes started. I think this was mm-hmm. I think this was uh Alex Smith's last year as a starter. But they still lost, and everybody was like, look at that, Andy Reid folded again. Andy Reid nutted up again. And I'm like, damn. There's a lot of people I've heard that's been on his case as far as not winning a big one. That's why I hate, at my expense, he he finally won the big one beating my team. And it's like, damn, why did he have to beat my team? I never had a problem with Andy Reid. I was always a fan, (laughs) you know. But I'm just saying, man, that's that's some good stuff that you just told me, Nick, but – I heard quite a few Eagle fans that was happy to see him go. That's why I said what I said. I never did ask you though how you felt about that, but you know, hey, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't matter to you now. You won, and, and it even made those guys. It confirmed what they said to be true at the time because Andy Reid was gone for like when did he leave? 2013, something like that. And the Eagles won in 2017 with a new with another coach. It is like, damn, this. This Doug Peterson guy comes right in and wins, and Andy Reid couldn't get the shit done in 20 years. That it made it look like that, but then Andy Reid, a few years later, he finally got his too. So it's crazy how this stuff works, but um, <laughs> I just thought about it. It would be crazy for, you know, like I wonder what those guys would say if they played the Chiefs and Andy Reid kicks their ass, and those were the same guys that was like, man, I'm glad he's gone. Good riddance. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But I will say this, Nick. Your boy, he can call plays, though. I mean, I, I I I wish I wish he was in San Francisco. He has talent. Sirianni. Sirianni. My brother was texting. Yeah. My brother was texting me the other night during the game, and he said, "Man, this dude can call plays. He got toys, and he know how to use them." The things that you were saying about your coach, he was talking about Shanahan. I know you wish you had somebody that could do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's definitely dialing it up. He calls the right stuff at the right time. It just he's pretty good. I got to give it to him. He'll probably be the coach of the year. Just got to let you know, I think if that happens, they'll be one and done. I know you don't want to hear that, and I know you don't believe it. But, yeah, that's why we'll play back some of these things when it happens. You know, like, (laughs) we'll play it back. We'll see. It's been a great show, and I'm done. I have nothing else. I think we covered everything under the sun as far as football goes, especially. But uh, it was a good one, and we talked about a lot. Even got some college football in there as well. Nick, is there anything that you want to talk about, man, before we get out of here? No, I think we hit a good bit of it, man. Uh, we'll definitely get back on here sooner rather than later. Um, kind of stay on top of some of this stuff, but uh, yeah. nah, man, I, th- I think I'm all talked out for this one. Okay, <laughs> all right. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Nope, one more thing, Nick. One more thing. We got to get back to SGA real quick. Gil just – Al- let you begin too. Yep, G- no, it's all good. Gil just Alexander – I, and I just want to speak on him very, very, very briefly because I didn't think anybody else had been talking about him. Nick tells me that's not true. People have been talking about him. Well, that's good because he should be getting talked about. Every time I am getting ready for my day-to-day and I'm getting dressed or I'm whatever it is that I'm doing or it's a, uh, in the night and I'm winding down, I look at the bottom of the scoreboard and I see stats. And every time I see Gilgis Alexander, he's scoring 30 31, 32, 35, and 12, 30, 35, and 8, 
the dude's scoring 30 every damn night, damn near. If I'm wrong, excuse me, but I looked it up, and I wasn't that wrong because he's averaging like 31 right now as we speak. 31.1 points per game, four, about five rebounds a game, six assists per game. That's 31, five, and seven. I mean, 31, five, and six. This guy plays in OKC, and I guess this is why everybody doesn't know him like that. But this young guy out of Kentucky, man, is really like a poor man's version of John Morant, to be honest with you. And he's balling. And I just wanted to just give him some shine here and give him a few roses here on the Great Debate Show because he's been doing that. Jawan Jennings for the 49ers. I got to give that to you too, man. Bang, bang. Niner gang, you've been doing your thing. But SGA, this guy's playing good, man. Nick, do you do you like his game? I haven't really just watched him, watched him. But I know when I see the stats, I'm like, man, this, these stats are jumping off at me. Let me check him out. And I'm going to do that. But I'll be honest, I haven't just seen him. But the numbers, and from when I look at him on some of the highlights, it's like, okay, he's all right. What do you think about him? And, man, like, how can he be a star? Like, I mean, like, Memphis is not a big, like, big market either. So, John Morant must be very, very good for him to be on superstar level. And we still talk about them. And the Grizzlies aren't good. But if the Thunder become a good team, will they talk about him more? Does he have to go somewhere else to be a star? This This guy, what is he to you, SGA? I mean, he, you know, I mean, the, the NBA has done a thing where now that they're, they're they're making it more more possible for players to be superstars in the city that they're drafted in. You know, uh, Giannis, Ja, Luca, uh, you know, all these guys obviously are playing in smaller markets, and so it gives them the opportunity to really be able to do that. Um, I, and I love this, yeah, I love his game. I love what he's doing. Uh, they do need to definitely get him a little bit more help. I think the Thunder are having actually a pretty decent season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, they went ahead and paid the man what he deserved. Um, but uh, so I, I, de- I definitely like his game. I, I can see where he definitely gets his star can still blossom in OKC, just like a Russell Westbrook and a Kevin Durant did. Um, you know, obviously Kevin Durant was a, was a different level of talent than basically you know damn near anybody we've ever seen in NBA history. Um, so he you know he definitely would have blossomed anywhere that he played. Uh, but SGA definitely has the ability to to become a superstar right in Oklahoma City. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is that they would really need to find him a, uh, a consistent number two and uh, put a team around him. Uh, not not unlike John Morant. Um, it just kind of happened a little bit in reverse. The Grizzlies got, you know, Jaron Jackson first um, and then brought in John. And John just, you know, John turned in, out to be the true superstar of the team. Um, so, obviously, they already, you know, theirs would be uh, the other way around. They already have Shade, so now they're really looking for his number two um, and then a potential number three, you know, a la Desmond Bain. Um, but SGA, you know, he definitely has the potential to be that guy. Um, and, and some of it is really starting to show this year. I think he, he'll probably get uh, his first All-Star game selection this year. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I just wanted to just get that off my chest. I'm glad I got it out. I've been wanting to talk about him for a minute now. And for the past month, every time I look at his, his stats, like seriously, I see 30 points or better. So I just wanted to talk about it. And he's really averaging 30 a game right now. That has to be talked about a lot more. Um, again, I'm a busy guy. I'm never really home, just really just chilling, watching TV. But I didn't think I had been seeing or hearing about it. But, okay, Nick says he they have, and that's good. Well, we're doing it too now at the Great Debate Show. That by, that boy's balling. And, um, yeah, the, the OKC Thunder have drafted and put together better teams, better than anybody I could think of in the past – Decade maybe, uh, Memphis 
of course, we know what the Warriors did, but like the Thunder has did it like they put together good teams, break it apart, and put it back together again like it was nothing. They've actually kind of done that. If you think about Harden, Durant, Westbrook, that was a good team those days. And then, you know, it got blew up, and but they actually were kind of good again when CP3 was there and they had a little mm-hmm. young talent around him and it was like, okay, the Thunder in the postseason. And, you know, and they're a fifth seed at that. And then, of course, he left, and then it broke up again a little bit. But if they can just sprinkle a little bit of things around this SGA kid, man, they could be right back in the driver's seat once again, at least competing in the Western Conference. All right, guys, so that's that's it. Finally, I think we're done now. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about who is the MVP of the NFL this year. You know, I mean, I know you all said give it to Mahomes right now. But, that's going to be a short conversation. I, I, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know though. But if Jalen Hurts keeps doing this for the next six weeks, I don't know. And then Tua, his numbers is killing Patrick Mahomes' numbers though. If you're not looking, so maybe What's we need this passing yards. I think he's beat him in, in passing yards. I think he's beat him Patrick in Mahomes leads the league in passing yards and touchdowns. I'm almost positive of it. That's not what I saw. Okay, maybe it, maybe maybe it was during a certain stretch then. A certain span or something. I don't know, but because you got to remember, two two missed two games. Maybe they were talking about since he's returned. Then maybe they remember they met the six seven game stretch or something. I'm not sure. I think they've won like five or six straight. So maybe they mean since they've been since they've gotten him back into their winning ways. But okay, I thought I saw that his passing yards yeah. were more. But yeah, okay. he leads, he leads in yards and in touchdowns. Uh, he's got Josh Allen by about 400 yards. Um, passing yards, and he's also got. I'm sorry. Let's see. Yeah, who is second in passing yards? Let me look at that. I'm sorry. Yeah, he got Josh Allen by about 400 yards, and he's also leading Josh Allen by about by six touchdowns. Where's Tua? Tua is. He's on down here. Oh damn! Well, I know he did miss one, a few two, games, but three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, he's fourteenth in the league in passing yards. Oh damn! Okay, well, I thought it was much higher than that, but okay. Well, but yeah, you, you guys, like I said, he missed two games. He did, and, and you know, yeah. So I mean, if you look at you know what he's throwing for per game, uh, I would imagine that probably that he's probably you know near the top in that conversation. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, it looks like he's got it by a landslide for now. But it, it, he could have a bad game here or there where he didn't throw 300 yards this week. He didn't throw but 250 that week. And then, you know, Josh Allen, you know, he's throw 400 yards two weeks in a row. Or Joe Burrow threw 400 yards two weeks in a row. I don't know. I'm just saying. Jalen Hurts, he keep doing what he's doing. You put these all these yards together, man, I don't know. I'm sure he's got it in the bag, but I just thought I would ask because I ain't going to lie. I didn't expect Hurts to do what he did last night. I mean, Sunday night. Based, based on his current rate, Patrick Mahomes, I think, is on track for like 50. 50- Four fifty five hundred yards and like fifty three touchdowns. And to think he's actually doing this without Tyreek Hill. Damn. Yeah, it's gonna be bananas. Like what? I won't be surprised if he throws for six thousand yards one year. Like he's getting I, so I close. He's getting so close to it. Yeah, that's that's nobody's it, ever done that, right? I, I tell you what, if, if OBJ does sign there and, and signs there for a couple of years, he's there next year. Yeah, next year might be the year. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, it could be, and he is looking to do a multi-year deal. Like, so it's not, uh, it's not a given that he's just gonna come and say, "Hey, give me six, seven million for five games." 
you know, for four yeah. or five games. He actually may do a two-year deal or a three-year deal possibly, but that would actually help depending on what team he goes to, you know, beneficial, I mean, contract-wise, you know, um, salary-wise. They can actually, you know, they can make they can bend it a little bit. I know the 49ers definitely could stretch it. They could find a way to pull it off if you're saying, okay, well, we'll put it on the back end in two, three years. Cool. We'll give you this for this amount of games this year, but next year that's when you're going to see it and – knowing that they're probably going to cut his ass, depending on how he performs, though. But uh, it could definitely give a little more flexibility to some of these teams here. But then again, guys, we're at the 90-minute mark, so let's cut it off. We're going to get out of here. Uh, college basketball. we got some college hoops. We're going to start talking about that a little bit more. Uh, North Carolina, number one, but not looking like a number one team. Those are my Tar Heels. I'm, I'm still – they're still my team, even though I don't really just – get into it as much since I've been following J- JSU and since I've been more of a HBCU guy. But the Tar Heels has always been my team. Florida State Seminoles in football has always been my team. Just hadn't had a lot to talk about with either, uh, to be honest with you. The Tar Heels, yeah, I could have talked about them last season, uh, you know, and it would have been a heartbreak if I really cared, I gave a damn, because they went all the way to the championship game and lost, you know, by a shot in the championship. Uh, so Tar Heels, Duke. Kansas, uh, Kentucky, Michigan State. A lot of good basketball going on right now in in college hoops. So we're going to talk about all of that when we come back. Again, um, maybe we won't talk about the MVP race anymore after hearing those numbers, Uh, Nick, (laughs) after hearing those numbers about Mahomes. Maybe we will leave that alone. But I thought Justin – I thought Jalen Hurts was probably gaining on him. And – but, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's, That's pretty much it for me, Nick. Uh, we'll talk about the games, uh, with maybe when Terrence can get back in here. So we'll be back at you hopefully on a Friday to talk about week 13. Man, week 13. We're getting near the end already. Uh, can't wait to see how this is going to pan out. Maybe we'll know what's up with OBJ. No, we won't because he won't even get the Buffalo until Friday, even though Von Miller said he was here. But I'm looking at it right now. It says he'll be there Friday. These guys need to stop, man. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. So we're good. We're done about to wrap it up. Thank you for listening to the great debate show. Again, we're available wherever you get your podcast, live shows and live call-ins coming up on the great debate show. We love to hear what you want to debate, what you want to talk to us about. We'll do it. All right. That's it for me. Y'all be safe. Y'all be safe right here. For sure. For sure. Yep. You know,